Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Hey listeners, in this episode, we're talking fashion and positivity with Dr. Danielle Peridin. She was a pharmacist who turned her passion for fashion into a business. She'll be talking more about that and positivity in this episode. But before we get into the episode, I want to remind you that my book is now available on Amazon. Go check out how pharmacists lead answers from women who are leading, succeeding, and impacting pharmacy. It's a great book dedicated to women in pharmacy leadership. All right, so today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Our guest is Dr. Danielle Peridin. She is a personal style and identity coach. She has a mission to help women create happier, healthier, more beautiful lives through integrating the mind, body, and spirit. Her clients expedite the time it takes to close the gap between their highest authentic self, who they truly are, and how they appear to the world. She combines her love for fashion and understanding of how the brain works to give her clients unique tools to style their mind and body in order to learn how to be her now or here now. Uh, Danielle, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I feel like it's been a long time coming for us to connect. (laughs) Well, I'm glad to connect with you and uh, share a little. You're definitely doing something different within the pharmacy field. Um, So I'd love to, you know, now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, uh, maybe you can fill in any gaps from that intro or share a little bit more about your personal life. Absolutely. And just to let you know, you are correct. It's be her and be here now. So they kind of go hand in hand. And that's my little niche that I got going on. Um, You have to be here in the moment to become her, her that is going to create the life that she loves. Um, So just to kind of give a background about myself, how did I get into this crazy uh, business of styling and coaching? Uh, I always loved fashion. Ever since I was little, it's just something that I always gravitated to and self-development as well. If I was reading a book, it was usually some sort of self-help book and never thought in a million years that I would wake up one day and now I have a business that combines the two of my loves. But here I am Uh, just a few years ago, just to kind of give you an idea of how, you know, what all started this was that I, I had woke up one morning and I just looking around, I was just in the rat race. Um, I know a lot of us can relate to that. You know, you're waking up. um, I have three kids. uh, They're finally like potty trained and doing their own homework. And I finally have a chance to breathe. Um, Found myself going to work Monday through Friday, uh, living for the weekend, doing the laundry on the weekend, toting the kids here and there. And I had really had let... um, 
my connections and friendships kind of fall by the wayside. I had let my passions and hobbies fall by the wayside. And so I was really kind of looking around and wondering who am I to begin with? And um, I was just really tired a lot in a slump. I had that two o'clock slump, you know, couldn't drink enough coffee to get me going. And I was like, something is just not right because, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't feel like I'm old. <laughs> I was about to hit 40 and I was like, I have, they, you know, they say women, especially like the forties are the best. And I was like, if mm. this is not the best, um, I don't know what's going to happen because just to kind of give you, um, a little bit of my background when I was 18, I got married, um, I fell in love with a man with a beautiful child already. So I had a full family, um, leaving out of my mom's house. Uh, I'm from Louisiana, moved to Texas. He was in the military. And three months after we got married, his daughter died in a car accident. And it was just really devastating for the two of us. And then three years later, he died in a car accident. So, yeah, and it was just so I was 21. You know, I had a family, lost a family. Yes. I feel like I, you know, by the time I'm 40, I lived so much life, but to be unfulfilled at that point, I was like, no way. Something has got to change. There is no way that this is all life is about. Wow. Um, gosh, that's <laughs> a lot of tragedy. Um, but um, that's great that you were able to kind of think about um Gosh, yeah. And at 21 years of age, like you'd already been married. And so had you already finished pharmacy school or you decided to go back and do pharmacy school kind of after that? I had decided to go to pharmacy school when we were living in Texas. Um, He was still based there in the military. We moved back to Louisiana, back to our family and friends for about a year. And I had started pre-pharmacy. I had my first semester um, I want to say I was starting into my second semester, and I had actually just started working as a uh, student at the registrar's office for one week. I was there for a week, and it was there that the uh, the state trooper had followed me to work because oh, he had gone <laughs> he had gone knocking on my door, and my neighbor said, "Well, she just left. She just went to work." And so my work was about thirty minutes away, and he followed me there. I think he even had a flat tire on the way. <laughs> it was crazy. And so he came into the registrar's office not knowing, you know, who – I don't Which think he could – Yeah, it was just kind of crazy. And the woman who hired me, uh, she remembered my address, and she was like – and I just remember I was putting my salad for the lunch in the refrigerator on the other side of the wall, and I can kind of hear them talking a little. And then when I saw them, like, I just knew. It was just, right. wow. yeah. Oh, that gave me chills. Oh my goodness. Ah, uh, okay. So, so after some of that, the tragedy, the deaths, you still kind of pursued pharmacy school and, um, yeah, like kind of walk us through that kind of like getting back on track after I'm sure that you had, you know, some period of grief, um, Absolutely. And my first thought is there's no way I could, you know, continue into school. But my saving grace was that I had just uh, given up my previous job and I was a student worker. So if I wasn't a student, I had no income. Mm. Mm. (laughs) So I tried um, keeping my regular um, schedule 
and went into chemistry class one day. My, um, you know, I took off a, a couple of weeks, maybe two or three weeks. Going back in, my counselor, you know, he knew what was going on. He was my chemistry teacher. And I, he was just like, just try to come in, see if that works, you know. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go in, see if it works. And like, I was in the classroom for maybe five minutes. And he's like, you know, up in the front of the room talking about the periodic table. And I'm like, who gives a, you know what, about the periodic table? This is dumb. And I just like bolted out the room crying. And I was like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. And he told me later, he was like, um, yeah, I know what's going on with her. None of y'all are allowed to run out the room. <laughs> but so, yeah, so I dropped all of my hard classes and I took um, all of the easy classes, electives that you have to take anyways, your health classes. And I might've taken a speech class. I don't know, all the easy classes. And so that helped me to get through also with all of the, uh, the support that I had, um, it was, it was, that's what really got me through was the support, dropping the classes. And I would go to the library and I would just read about grief. So I like, I was a self-help guru. So what else would I do, but go study about grief as I'm going through it. Mm -hmm. So, but you did, you felt like you had a lot of support from other family, even like the student body, at least, you know, you had some, some places to turn, um, and then, you know, spiritual life as well. Um, tell us a little bit, was was there any involvement there or did you kind of rely on your support from friends and family and pharmacy school? Yeah, it was basically just staying busy with pharmacy school and friends and family. Um, whenever our daughter died, it really kind of put a wedge between us and God. Um, there was just like a lot of anger. Mm. So that's, I think that's, you know, how I ended up at age 40 and wondering like, what's my purpose? What's going on? And so when I was in pharmacy school, um, actually in pharmacy school, I worked with a pharmacist who was always, she was very spiritual and always very happy and like just glowing and everyone loved her. And she always just, you know, wanted to know everything about you and it just really made you feel good. And she had recommended a book back then and it was called um the purpose driven life by yeah yeah so um by rick warren i believe and mm -hmm. so that kind of planted the seed so fast forward 15 years later i was really searching for my purpose and really searching for um that spiritual guidance which i was always looking outside of myself for and so when i finally looked within that's when i found it Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a great book and there are so many great, um, books out there or even, you know, just kind of philosophies, um, Simon Sinek's like start with why, mm -hmm. um, so really understanding your purpose, but, you know, also like thinking, you know, why are we here on this earth? And, you know, for me as a Christian, I believe that, you know, God put us here on this earth and, um, that, you know, I want to live my life to glorify him. Um, and so that's kind of, you know, how I get my fulfillment and everything. I mean, of course there are so many different ways that we can fulfill ourselves, um, through, you know, achieving through our careers or through, um, other things. Um, and I'm sure, uh, you know, you want to talk a little bit more about 
that. Um, and of course, you know, your mindset is, I think so many people get into um, just a negative mindset. Um, you know, you go through hard things, challenges, and if you don't have anything kind of bigger uh, to live for or bigger purpose, then um, it's hard to kind of pull yourself into that positive mindset. Tell us a little bit more about kind of, um, you know, what you help others do and kind of how you um, got to that. Right. Uh, so I definitely, I helped myself first. So um, I had fallen into the achievement trap, which that's where I was getting my energy from. That's where I was getting my motivation and my, I guess my purpose from. Um, it was just kind of like put in the wrong place. And so it was like, I'll just achieve more, achieve more, achieve more. So I finished pharmacy school and then I became um, ICU pharmacist and I became a clinical director and then I was a director. And then it was just always the next thing until I found myself, you know, again, like the kids were kind of self-sufficient. Um, I had found myself at a critical access hospital, which was not super busy. I had pretty much gotten it stabilized. And so there wasn't like a whole lot of achievement and growth there. And so then it was like, okay, now I have to like figure out what's going on with me. It's, it was kind of crazy. And, but also with you, like you said, the negative mindset, um, I was watching ever since nine 11, I just would watch so much news. Like every morning we'd wake up and watch the news, the news, the news and drink coffee. And, and then I would go to work and then I worked in the hospital and there was a lot of negativity, you know, um, and so I think it was just like an accumulation of all of that. That was just like the perfect storm. Um, yeah. And me turning 40, I had gained weight. I couldn't lose the weight. I had the belief that, you know, when you turn 40, you can't lose weight. And it was just really, um, I really have found myself in a bit of depression. And so uh, what really got me out of that was like this entrepreneurship, uh, just kind of like, I guess catching the bug from someone else that was excited. And I was like, Hey, I want some of that in my life. So I just kind of rekindled the love for MLMs, diving back into self-help, uh, was able to lose the weight for myself. And it was just so gratifying, felt better, had more energy, started uh, connecting with friends again, going out to dinners. Then I fell in love with the fashion industry again. And then that really lit a fire under me. So um, once. I'm trying to think, how did I get into the coaching? So it was when I was promoting my MLM businesses and everyone was saying, okay, you have to go live. You have to go live. Uh, that's the best way to beat the algorithm. So I'm like, okay. And they're like, you need to share something, you know, empowering, something educational and entertain them. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not that entertaining. So <laughs> I, I'm like, I can definitely sure a lot of us think that. <laughs> that entertaining. I'm not the funny girl, but um, I love sharing self-help and empowering. So I'm like, okay, so I'm going to share how, you know, I lost my weight, how, I discovered the law of attraction and how it's working for me. And I just started showing up on live videos and kind of building, building my audience and my following and getting so many messages that were saying how like I was helping them. Even some of the nurses that I was working at the hospital, I could see a difference in them. So when the opportunity approached me to uh, become trained as a coach, it was like a no brainer. It was like, this was my calling. Like I knew no matter how much it cost or what it would take that I was going to be a coach. 
and a quick break from our sponsors who want to get in front of more people to let them know about the importance of drug disposal. The Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast is lucky to have RX Destroyer sponsoring the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. RX Destroyer is transforming the drug disposal space by bringing your facility and patients a simple and effective method of safely disposing of unused, unwanted medications. If you're worried about drug diversion and federal rules compliance, learn how RX Destroyer can keep you DEA compliant by checking out www.rxdestroyer.com slash Hillary Blackburn. Yeah, you know, it's fascinating because um, there are all these different, um, you know, personality tests and things now. So you mentioned, you know, um, self-development. So, you know, there's either professional development and you're kind of continuing to like add on certifications and things to your, to help with your career. But then also how do you grow personally and whether that's reading, you know, self-help books or leadership books or, you know, growing in your faith or, um, kind of, you know, all of those different things like mentally, physically, working out, eating healthy, taking care of yourself in those ways. Um, There are also, you know, the Enneagram, of course, like kind of better understanding um, a little bit about yourself or the DISC profiles or um, the strength finders. And I think um, it was Oh gosh, it was definitely one of those, probably the disc um, profile for me that um, when you kind of read a little bit deeper, it said, oh, you are, you know, are a cheerleader or a coach. You'd like to help and inspire others. So I think if people are kind of trying to figure out like what their person, you know, like who they are, take mm-hmm. some of those tests and right. uh, it's um, really insightful to do that and kind of figure out, oh, well, you know, I'm more of a peacemaker. Um, maybe, you know, you don't necessarily want to be the one that like steps out in front and wants to be the center of attention or, you know, maybe you're the one that wants to kind of like help build others up. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's really interesting. I totally agree. I think um, just having that self-awareness of, you know, who you are and what your strengths are and weaknesses. Um, for me, what I'm enjoying diving into is human design. And so I'm a six too. I don't know if you've looked into the human design uh, charts before, but they are fascinating. And so mine says that um, from age up to 30, I'm the hermit. And then from mm-hmm. 30 to 50, it's called um, climbing on the roof. So I'm like just gathering information and learning. And then after 50, like I'm really supposed to be this role model. And it just really explains my whole life so much because I've always been this introvert, but I've always had some sort of extrovert in me. It was just a weird balance, but like, I love being alone. I love, you know, having my alone time. But then I have this strong calling to go and uh, share this information with others and really be the example. So it just gives me a sense of purpose to keep going whenever things are, you know, not going so well or, you know, they seem hard or difficult. I have that compass where I know where, you know, the direction that I'm going. Interesting. I'm not familiar with that one. Um, Now, tell us a little bit more about kind of the fashion and styling and how, um, you got into that and, and, 
then maybe how you've kind of, you know, worked with people to help their uh, sense of style. You know, I, I too, I guess maybe Southern girls <laughs> tend to like fashion. I don't know. I mean, I do. I mean, maybe not everyone does, but um, I've always loved to look at, you know, the fashion trends and things. Mm-hmm. And um, thankfully my mom always, uh, we would go shopping together as kind of a mother daughter activity and thinking about, you know, buying things that look good on you, you know, just because it's a trend doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to look good on your shape. Like I'm pretty like straight and thin. So like something that doesn't have a waist, I look horrible in, but if it's (laughs) like a sheath kind of dress, like that looks great on me. So, you know, looking to, um, what, you know, accentuate kind of your best um, assets, if you will, um, whether, you know, you are like a pear shape or a athletic build or, or this or that. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. I'm sure a lot of people are not familiar with that and you probably help kind of, um, guide people on professional dress mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Yes, definitely. So yeah, so I always thought that everybody loves shopping like me, like who doesn't like to shop and <laughs> but apparently yeah. there's a lot of women who don't and they're they just it's you know, it's it's something that they don't enjoy. And a lot of it has to do with not knowing your body shape and what looks good and thinking you have to wear the trends like you said. And then you put it on you and then you think bad thoughts about yourself, but it's not you, you're just putting the wrong clothes on you. So um But yeah, but it's definitely something I always enjoy that I thought everyone else did. Um, And so whenever you're searching for your purpose, that's one thing that I direct people to is what is something that you're good at, you enjoy, that you take for granted and you think everyone else does? And it's just not true. But um, I had found myself uh, sponsoring Acadiana Fashion Week. It was in its second year. And uh, as soon as I went to the first show. I was like, oh my God, I'm hooked. This is amazing. Where has this been all my life? There's the vibe of everything. It was just so incredible. Um, in fact, the CEO of Acadiana Fashion Week, funny story, she's actually a biology major, major and she wanted to be a pharmacist. So it's so crazy. But Hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I started doing that. Um, so I was a sponsor, didn't really make any money for it, was just doing it because it was my passion um, and wanted to be like involved. And then connected with an amazing photographer in my area. She worked with models and with clothing boutiques. And so she did a lot of fashion shoots. And so I was just like, hey, if you need help, um, you know, I'm here. So I just found myself um, holding up lighting props or steaming the clothes or, you know, hauling the clothes, whatever she needed help with, I was there to help her. And I just loved it um, so much. Like the time would just fly by. I was just having so much fun with all of it. Um, and so just doing those things and hired a coach, a business coach, because that after being a life coach for about a year, I was trying to figure out my niche and you know, who am I going to help exactly? I know it's women. I know my mission is to help women live happier, healthier, and more beautiful lives. But, you know, how am I supposed to do that? Am I going to be a weight coach? Am I going to help them get off chronic meds? And so she just said, what do you love that you 
you know, you would do for free. And I literally had to leave the shoot to go take a phone call. So my brain had no time to catch up and, you know, be scared and have fear thoughts. Um, it just said fashion because <laughs> I'm literally doing it already. And she was like, okay, that's what we're doing. And like, I almost had a panic attack because I'm like, okay, so now I'm supposed to go tell the world that I'm a fashion stylist. I have no <laughs> training. Like, you know, I've been not really dressing that great these last few years. I gained weight myself, but just being a pharmacist, I'm like in scrubs or pajamas, <laughs> like soccer mom mm. here. Um, yeah. You know, I hadn't been going out for dinner dates or for uh, really any kind of socializing, I had been in that slump. And so as soon as I reconnected to all that, it just all, um, everything moved really quickly. My, mm -hmm. my life just did a complete 180. Um, I changed, the people around me began to change. Uh, I just can't say enough about this work and the mindset work, reconnecting to your purpose, your passion. Um, but yeah, so I help women uh, style their mind and body. And so my clients, you know, they come to me, some of them come to me for just clothes, and then they get a whole lot more. <laughs> I can't help but to, uh, you know, coach them and to get them out of those thoughts. And uh, it's, I swear, it's every single day that I hear a woman say that, you know, um, she doesn't like looking at pictures of herself, or, um, you know, she doesn't like take pictures, because she's just not confident. Um, what if they look bad? And I'm like, you know, you're not weird that's not you that's all of us like we're yeah, all, all thinking that about how, all do we, of us. Yeah, how do you look and yeah totally yeah oh, that's so interesting because yeah we all kind of think that like oh I wait, I'm not photogenic or oh do I have my makeup on right or yeah or oh I if I only lost those like extra five pounds I mean yeah. you know like just having a baby I'm like Ugh. right but then the crazy <laughs> thing is it's like you gain five more pounds and then you're wishing you had the body that you had five pounds ago so which yeah. one is true and so none of them is true like you are perfect as you are like your soul your essence that's inside um that's the beautiful part. And so I help women to bring that out and showcase that and all of the other stuff just kind of falls to the wayside. And then that's whenever you have this beautiful aura that follows you. And that's what people connect with. They don't connect with how you look, what you're wearing. They connect with that energetic aura that you carry with you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, interesting. And, you know, they always say, you know, there's always a saying, if you look good, you feel good. And so, it's, you know, especially this year, 2020, with the pandemic and so many people working from home, you know, you mentioned so many healthcare workers um, wear scrubs. And so, you know, you, you're not having to put on an outfit or you're not, ha you know, so you can kind of hide um, if you gain a little bit of weight or this or that, or, you know, this year people might be wearing sweatpants, um, you know, while they're doing their Zooms or things like that. Um, and you can't go to the gym or you can't do things like that. So um, I did see a Wall Street Journal article saying that um, there's been a return to dressing up. You know, mm -hmm. people miss dressing up. And, um, you know, there is part of it is like why, you know, pharmacy school is so uh, emphasizes professional dress and dress codes and things right. because, you know, how you present yourself, 
um, you know, there's first impressions are important. And so, you know, if you take the time to, um, put in that effort and, you know, put on a pressed shirt, pressed pants, (laughs) you know, I mean, I had a student come in with like completely wrinkled khaki. I'm like, dude, come on put in a little effort, but right. It's like, you know, you don't feel good in that (laughs) pressure pants, you know, um, because that, that leaves an impression on people. And so just doing little things like that is so important. Yeah. It makes a world of a difference. And there's actually studies behind it. There's um, a theory, it's called the enclosed cognition theory. And they've actually shown studies that you feel, you know, you look the part, you feel the part and you actually will have better results. Um, you know, if you're in your pajamas on zoom, then you're probably not going to be as productive or as attentive. Um, so it's really important, but I would like to take what you said a little step further. And when you feel good, you look good. And so that's kind of where my integrative life coach training comes into play because we have a lot of emotional processing and healing. And when you feel good and you connect to your higher inner self, like you just look good, you look amazing and everybody compliments you and you're like, wow, okay. I can't even leave the house without getting compliments. It's just so amazing. So definitely how you show up makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's so interesting. Um, it, that, that is, you know, important. Um, well, let's see, Danielle, we've definitely covered fashion. We've kind of covered positive mindset um, some of the coaching and things. Um, what is some advice that you would tell your younger self or for other pharmacists out there who are just getting started in their careers? That's a great question. Um, I wish to ask all my guests (laughs) is there. I wish I could go back and tell myself that, um, you could be confident now. It's not going to be whenever you know all the things and you have all the experience. Like you could literally show up confidently with what you know and the experiences you have now. And it's all in your thoughts and your beliefs about yourself and what you tell yourself you believe and your beliefs drive your actions and the results in your life are a direct reflection of your thoughts and your beliefs. Interesting. Awesome. Well, Danielle, thanks so much for joining us on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast to talk about, you know, positivity and fashion and how that can, um, you know, impact pharmacists. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm such a big support of what you're doing, your mission. So glad to be on and you keep inspiring all of us, please. We need it. (laughs) Thank you. To learn more from Danielle, find her over at Instagram at Dr. Danielle Paradin, D-R-D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-P-E-R-R-O-D-I-N. To hear more about pharmacists in leadership, be sure to check out my new book, now available as an ebook and paperback on Amazon. Go over to Amazon and search for How Pharmacists Lead answers from women who are leading, succeeding, and impacting pharmacy, and I hope you check it out. And if you liked this episode, please subscribe, 
rate and review this podcast. It helps us to get in front of more pharmacists and others interested in the pharmacy industry. We really appreciate your support in sharing this content. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening. 